for great ideas and practical tools you can start using tomorrow to grow your business and separate you from the competition, you've come to the right place. If you're into B2B marketing and sales, then welcome to the one and only B2B marketing and sales podcast. With over 60 and counting total years in the trenches of businesses small and large, they have a plethora of knowledge and experience that generate you more leads, capture more clients, ring up more sales. Well, doggone it, just make you more money. How about that? Always thought-provoking, yet dubiously entertaining. Please welcome to their respective microphones across three time zones, your co-ringmasters, the Dave Loomis, and not the rock star, Steve Miller. Let's let's do it once again. We are back. (laughs) We are. We are back and we are bad. We're like the bad bad boys too. Better. We're better better and bad. Badder and better than, than the other people. I'm Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad, marketing gunslinger, and not the rock star. And and with me is is my my tra- I, I am actually his sidekick. I'm like Robin to not the Batman. True. And not since true. Batman just came out, the Batman movie just came out. We're I've you know heard it's I, great. I, I I know we're gonna see it on Thursday, I think, when we go to Palm Springs. So um uh anyway, so I am with my buddy, the Dave Loomis, bring it on. The Dave Loomis. Thank you very much, Mr. Voice. Love that voice. Love that voice. And um, we are talking about something that is, is not necessarily near and dear to my heart. But it <laughs> I, had- I knew, yet we have not discussed this, but I knew that that's what, what was going to come up. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Did, I, did I pick this topic? You might have picked this topic. But this is going to be an interesting one because I have, I ha- I might have a different perspective. Well, I'm I'm very anxious to hear hear what you have to say about this. We are going to talk about the net promoter score. We are. That's what we're going to talk about. That has has I, I, and I, I got to give this thing credit. It has it has amazing legs. Yeah. Um, in 2003, a guy named Frederick Reichfield um, wrote a book or a paper or something like that. Uh, I think it might have been uh, uh, with the Harvard Business School, uh, and um, and he announced this thing called the Net Promoter Score, and and uh, you know we'll you know we'll talk about what it what it means what it is exactly, but uh, one of the comments that he one of the statements he made in that article was he said he said the company this is the the only metric that companies need to predict success uh, okay. Okay. okay all right and it, and it he's it's famous that he made that made that statement bold statement very bold statement so let me ask you yeah. do you know what the net i actually and i should also say i met frederick Reichfield. he and i spoke together at a conference at least 10 years before he came out with this ah okay so, so, um, so it was nowhere I, I, near. It was nowhere in the conversation, right? No, I, that's funny. So, so the, the second book called "The Ultimate Question 2.0 by Fred. <laughs> by uh, Fred, right? Yeah. Also, I shouldn't say Frederick. I should say Fred. It's also written by Rob Markey, who um, was a co-partner at Bain with Fred, and also a high school classmate of mine. No kidding. 
Yeah. Well, there you go, so boy. We so both know. Once again, the, the universe. The universe let's, is just sending more messages to us, right? That's really again, cool. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. so see, I am I going just... to. I am going to give you the. Uh, I'm going to assume that you know more about this than I do. Uh, so, so can you explain to the people who are watching or listening to this what exactly is the Net Promoter Score? It, what 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 is this supposed to mean? How do you okay. how do you find out what your what a net promoter score is? Okay, so I'm going to do this really fast so we don't get sidetracked on the you know the sort of um, yeah nitty gritty yeah. details. Easy to because I think a lot of listeners might know what this is, but if you don't, the net promoter score is it started out as a single question, and the question is paraphrased um, a, a, a supplier to a customer. Um, how uh, on a scale of one to ten, zero to ten, how right. likely are you to recommend this supplier that you're working with to someone else? That's right. And um, if y if you sc score a zero, if you say zero through six, you are what they call a detractor. Detractor. You don't. That's that's bad. You, okay. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah. Uh, George W. Bush would say something like it. it's bad not good um, not good and if you are a nine or a ten you are a promoter that, that's good a promoter. that's huge that's what another president would have said and uh, seven or eight they, we just don't care yeah we don't care they're passive 70 and they don't even get um into the into the calculation they're not no they're not even we don't even acknowledge that they even they were even there no and then there is a formula okay so very the, complicated it's <laughs> it's not that complicated um basically you're subtracting the percentage of of detractors from the percentage of promoters right um, when you do when you get, get in all of your survey results okay so um now what is this what does this score even mean you know th now they've got tons of volume of of, of results and they say that a score between zero and thirty is um, is good, and if higher is obviously even better. Um, below zero is bad because that means you really have more detractors. Yeah, if that. you subtract, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like we take the nines and tens, yeah. the percentage of people who gave nine and ten, right, right, right? and then right. we and then we subtract the percentage of people who gave zero to six, right, and that's your score. So if 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 it's a yeah. positive number, it's, it's it, it, at least at the very min minimal, it's good. Yeah, and 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 you know, like many of these things, it is a benchmark. So to me, it it's somewhat meaningless the first time you do it and in isolation, and it's really a relative score once you do it multiple times and you see movement. So obviously, if you take do your net promoter score, you know, quarterly or annually or whatever, and it goes down. That's bad. If it goes up, that's great. You're making progress. And um, I'll say one more thing, um, because I probably have more to say about this, but I'll, I, I will just say that um, I have often been critical of NPS because companies tend to think, especially B2B companies who were a little bit late to this game, potentially, um, tend to think that it's a silver bullet, be all end all, and it is equal to voice of customer, which it's not. 
It is one tool in the voice customer toolkit. And even Bain and company that sort of runs, you know, net promoter score, at least they let it out into the world. They, um, but they've built their business on it. But they've built their business on it. And even they don't really rely on the single question. They call it a system. And they've got an inner loop and an outer loop. And, you know, they're consultants. They come up with graphs and, and words and things like that. Um, but one thing that I really do like, and I, don't, I, I have not read this book yet, but um, there's a third book, oh. um, NPS 3.0, which I did not know about, which is called Winning on Purpose. It's also by Fred. And it says um, that it demonstrates that the primary purpose of a business should be to enrich the lives of its customers. When customers feel this love, they come back for more, bring their friends, generating good profits. And I would say both you and I agree to that. Maybe. Well, I, you know, so, so he's taking on Peter Drucker. Okay. You know, and, yeah. he, and, so, he, and he thinks so, he's going anyway, to my, step into those shoes. Yeah, that's my, that's my first, you know, sort of answer. Your I mean, I think, I think that's a very, very, you know, kumbaya answer, you know, to, uh, to define it like that. Um, I am a I am a complete hater of the score. Wow, that's a strong word. Well, and and for for very good reason. Okay, um, because the question is, how likely are you to recommend this company? Uh -huh. What okay? if you love a company, but you never recommend any company? You see, just, and you're that's, not a recommender. What if you're not see, a recommender? Well, but 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 you see, <laughs> it's it's all. It, I'm going to compare it to a question that the trade show industry has been guilty of of asking their attendees for 50 years. And that question is, when a trade show is over with, and they run, and they do a post show survey of attendees who went to the trade show, one of the questions they ask is, "Do you intend?" to go to the show next year okay now yeah. and and the average answer i would say uh to that question is 85 percent of people who take the survey and attended a trade show say that they will be there next year okay now having been involved in in working with trade shows for many many years something started i started to realize something and that was that most of those people are lying, all right, because they're saying they intend to come next year. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that for the average trade show, uh, average annual trade show, the percentage of people who come back from the previous year is 70%. Oh, that's different. You can take this to the bank. You can 70%. absolutely take this to the back. This is proven over tr trade shows in every industry, every size, every make and model. Yeah, there's you a know? certain number of players in that that that, that kind of have to go. So what what that told me when I started when I recognized this, okay, and I I think I was the first one who saw this, saw the reality of the trade show attendees versus what, you know, uh, of their actions versus what they said they were going to do. And I realized, you know what? You cannot ask people what their intentions are because their intentions do not tell you what their actions are going to be. So, okay. In the, 
So, so the, 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 the ultimate question about NPS is um, how likely are you to recommend? Now, even if they don't actually recommend, do you think the score that they give is indicative of if they were to recommend? No, like, because, because what we've, what we've, I think what, what has been found in, re in research circles is that, and it's like with focus groups, okay, is that people tend, there is a heuristic in this type of situation where people, people tend to tell you what they think you want to hear. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and it's just not true. And, and so what I decided was, okay, the question is, the, 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 the question is just simply a wrong question. The, co the correct question should be, have you ever recommended this company? Period. Have you ever? Okay. And that's, that's the one that's going to tell me, you know, whether, whether it, you know, it, you know, th this company is any good or not. Yeah. It's just, it's just like with, with, with trade shows. It's, it's now like, okay, it's not, do you intend to, to, to go next year? It's have you registered? <laughs> right. So here's a question for you. Um, how, and you might not know the, I don't know the answer to this question. Um, I just know from experience. But uh, I do know that uh, NPS is pretty big in, in B2B um, now. B big enough that, uh, that Bain has a whole section on NPS and B2B on, mm -hmm. their, on their website. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very well written and, and sounds great. And you just kind of read it and want to do it. But here's my question. When the survey goes out, what percentage of, of those surveys do you think really has just that singular question versus a whole bunch of other sort of customer sat-ish, you know, and then at the very end, they throw that one question in. Right. I think, I personally think it's a high percentage. It didn't start out that way, but more and more I'm seeing, you know, uh, good and bad surveys, obviously, but sure. I'm seeing lots of questions, and then I'm seeing an NPS question thrown in at the end. Right. Yeah, I've, and I agree with you. I, I've I've seen that over the year. That has increased over the years as well. And I keep saying, and I keep telling my clients, you know, stop asking for intentions. You know, ask ask for what have they done. You know, I mean, because it because uh, intentions don't tell us anything. They really don't. Uh, uh, um, you know, I intend to go to the trade show next year. Well, and then I don't. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. of, of course, there could be some mitigating factors that fall into that. You know, you might have lost your job. You may have moved moved out. You may you know, that sort of stuff. So there's an expectation of you know of a uh, uh, that that there's there's a certain percentage of them that you have to give credit. You, you know that, that, that okay, they meant to, but. They, they weren't able to or something like that. But, uh, you know, but, but it's still, but, but the reliable numbers are still based on actions, not intent. Yeah. So if under, under your, um, under your description, um, if, the, if they are overemphasizing and telling people what they want to hear, 
that means that if, if somebody really does get a low score for a net promoter, it's really bad. Things yeah. are really bad yeah. because, because gosh, um, you know, people, <laughs> people mostly lie. And so yes. high scores are misleading. Well, it's not, you know, the, yeah, and, and I said, you know, the people were lying, okay, and because I'm being, I'm, I'm trying to get a rise out of the people I'm talking to, right? But, um, sure, but, sure. but I think, I think people, people lie because they want, they don't want to hurt your feelings, right? They don't want to make you feel bad. Now, like, like, let me, but at the same time, uh, let me, let me, have I shared with you my, my all time favorite focus group story that, I think it's in like in the lore of focus group stories of uh, I don't know but of Sony it again of because... Sony's Walkman when Sony's Sony came out with their the original Walkman yeah they came to the US and they and they ran focus groups all over the US with young people who were the target market of the Sony Walkman and one of the things they one of the questions they were asking this folk, these focus groups was what color should it be because we're only going to make it in one color we don't you know uh... that's that's you know, and and so they had they they had three colors, mm. like three examples in you know in the room for the people for for these people to look at. One was red, one was black, one was silver, and they said, "Which one do you think we should we should make?" And the the overwhelming choice by the focus groups was black. Yeah, and mm -hmm. then at the end of the focus, each of the focus groups, they said to them, "Oh." And and as a thank you for helping us out, you know we have free Sony Walkman for each of you in the back of the room, and you can just go back there and pick pick it up and 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 leave. Thank you very much. And they had a pile of red, they had a pile of black, and they had a pile of silver. And the overwhelming number of people chose silver. And then did they base their result their results yep. really yep. on what the original came out silver? Not what they said. Yep. So actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. I like that. I like that. that. Well, you know, a similar thing happened to Coke, Coca Cola, but but unfortunately, oh, with <laughs> they the new Coke, the product with the my new friend, new Coke. My friend from college. It was his first job out of college, and he was so excited to get this job with Coca Cola, <laughs> and to do these focus groups all over the country testing new Coke. He couldn't. It was top secret, so he couldn't say what it was what he was doing, but he was testing versus Pepsi. Right. And, you know, the, the story that, uh, that came out was that the, they, they just had people take a sip of each, of the new Coke and, pep, and, the, and Pepsi. And when you take a sip of it, it tastes great. And, <laughs> and it tastes better than the Pepsi. But they never had anyone drink an entire one, mm. 12 ounces. Mm -hmm. and, and it was so sweet and gross that after a few sips, even or half of it or whatever, it was disgusting and people hated it. But that's not what they tested. They just tested quickly a sip. Right. So they should have really um, put here as a thank you at the back of the room. Here's a whole bottle of this stuff or a six pack and you know, <laughs> yeah. drink it all yeah. and then give us yeah, your exactly feedback. Right. After that. Yeah, exactly but one, right. One other thing I wanted to say. I don't, I really don't believe that Bain, um, that, that this system, this NPS system, it, 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 it cannot possibly rely on just a number because they have all this stuff about how <clears throat> there's should be team problem solving 
and there's individual learning and behavior change, and then there's structural improvement and opportunities, you know, routed to the right place and prioritized and enacted. And you don't learn that from the score. You actually don't know. I worked for a, a woman named Ann Knowles in Chicago. Ann and Cliff owned a company called um, Marketing Solutions that turned into a company that still is in existence called InnoSight that does, or Telesight, that does a lot of um, uh, survey work for Microsoft and Dell and huge companies. Um, they're retired now, but Ann taught me something extremely important, and that was in a survey, only ask questions that if you see the answer to it, if it's, if it's a, 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 a poor score, you know how to take action to correct it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds totally obvious, but ever since I learned that, any survey that I look at, I look at that with that screen and I'm like, well, okay, if you got this back and it was a, it was a low score or it said you, you needed improvement, what, what improvement would you take? Right. And usually the people are like, um, uh, I, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you need follow-up questions or you need to do more. You need to word it different or whatever. So, uh, you know, NPS, that one question, in my mind, it does not stand on its own. It's like, it's like uh, fingernails on a blackboard to me uh, because, because not only does it not stand on its own, but it just keeps hanging on. It's still that, you know, you know, 19 years after being published, it's still a tool that companies use. And I keep saying to them, stop using this tool, you know, uh, oh, uh, yeah. or, or, or at the very least, stop using it as a primary, you know, you know, a, a, a primary uh, um, result. Okay. Where, where you pat yourself on the back or something like that, you know, or, or, you know, right. Well, you know, like, 200 years from now, we, we, we'll be gone and they'll be up in a space station somewhere because they had to escape Earth. And some, some marketing person on the space yes. station is going to be saying, you know, hey, on a scale of um, zero yeah, to 10, exactly how right. likely and I are just wanna, you, you know. to recommend this anti-gravity machine? <laughs> to, and they're going to answer, you know, <laughs> and That's people right. will just like, you know, rely on that. Yep, that's exactly right. And, and I, you know, that's what scares me is that this thing is just going to keep, it's just going to stay there. And it's, and, and it's just, it just gives me such a bad taste, um, you know, that, that people can, have to be much smarter. Like when we talked about voice of the voice of the customer, see, that is a much, much smarter, better, more effective way to, to find out what your customers really, really think. You know, and and then base your decisions on that. But to to even give any kind of creed credo is that the word I'm looking for? Any any kind of you credence. know credence. Thank you. Yes, credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, to to NPS to me is um, is is a giant mistake. So I invite people to come in and just absolutely <laughs> chastise me and a rip me giant apart. Mistake. You know, we're gonna yeah, giant mistake. So now. <laughs> I have to cut you off, my friend, because as you know, my smoking hot wife, Kay, needs to take our cat to the vet. These are real world problems, folks. The, this is a real world problem. And, and she, and, and, and as, as probably everybody knows who's listening to us, 
right now. It is not possible for one person to put a cat in a crate. At least not recommended. Yeah, don't, yeah do not try this at home. Well, wait a minute. I am at home. You are at so, home, but don't try it because, yeah. 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 So, so, it's dangerous. It's so dangerous. Mr. Voice, take us out of here. All righty. You <laughs> have been listening to the B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast with Not the Rockstar Steve Miller, who's also Kelly's dad and marketing gunslinger. Hey. He's got more names than I do. I just I, have the Dave Loomis. Aliases. The They're just all aliases. Yeah, exactly. When I was very young, I used to, when I first learned cursive, I would always write David the Great. That was what I always You used. learned how to curse when you were very young? Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Curse, curse, cursive. Yes, I was very <laughs> cursive at a young age. <laughs> My mom <laughs> was so proud. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time, and there will be no cursive. Take care. Well, not for me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the one and only B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast, the source for B2B Marketing and Sales Insights. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave these old guys a five-star rating. Check the show notes for any links and contact information. You can always contact us by going to B2Bmarketingsalespodcast.com. Thank you, and keep on marketing. Keep on selling.